This is the Inkaba Science Show on the Beat 97.9 FM. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. My name is Olorun Tobai Yusuf. As you know, the Inkaba Science Show comes your way every Monday, 9 o'clock to 9.45. And on Thursdays, we bring you a repeat broadcast of each episode. On the Inkaba Science Show, we discuss all things science. We bring in experts in the studio to help you break down those science topics. So today we'll be looking at the signs of cell and tissue repair. Now, when we incur a physical cut, a physical injury, a set of highly coordinated phases occur to repair lost cells and tissues. So our guest today will be explaining this process that supposedly happens in terms of um, how healing occur in our body and the factors that can speed up or slow down the process. So today we'll basically be learning about the miracle of healing. So, uh, our guest today is Dr. Adedoni Adeleye. Uh, she's a lecturer in um, tissue and regenerative engineering. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Good morning. Good morning. Good to have you. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, so um, the science of cell and tissue repair. Before we go into the process of its repair, I think we should first understand how uh, tissues and cells work in the body and then we'll look at um, what happens when there is a wound and then we'll go into how the process of repair happens. So let's start off with tissues and cells, how they work in the body system. Thank you very much. Um, since we're talking about healing, we could as well look at the major tissue involved in healing. That is basically the blood. Um... The blood, because it's liquid, people might not see it as tissue, but it is tissue. Because I was kind of surprised when I heard what you said blood. <laughs> it, it, um, it consists of um, different cells. You have the red blood cells there, you have the white blood cells, mm. and then, you know, every time the platelets all suspended in plasma. They all work together. That's the working fluid of the body. All right? Um, the blood basically trans, um, transports certain things to, to the cells of the body. The body needs nutrients to live. Mm. The cells of the body, you know, those are the smallest units. They need nutrients to survive and to live. And they get to do that through the blood, transportation by the blood. Mm. You know, it gives them nutrients, it gives them oxygen and takes their waste away. All right. So when we talk about cuts, and this blood, mind you, is um, it's in a system, you know, called circulatory system, and um, in the circulatory system, it travels in vessels because it's a liquid. All right. Ordinarily, there shouldn't be any hindrance in the cost of movement, but for some reasons, either by surgical or by injury there could be a cut mm. all right so if there's a cut that means there's a damage to the transport vessel. system okay not the system this time around oh, oh, vessel. Okay, okay. vessel okay <laughs> yeah okay. so the vessel which could be a vein it could be artery it could be the smaller ones or the capillary whichever it is depending on the size of the cut mm. then there's going to be a blood flow there shouldn't be any reason why there will be blood outside the body mm. if they if you can see red blood outside the body that means there's a cut an injury has been sustained all right if that is not stopped or the cut is deep there's going to be too much loss of blood which could lead to a serious problem 
you know. But um, nature has a way of taking charge of that, you know, stopping the thing by clothing, you know, and um, that could be done naturally, but it can be aided, mm. you know, to speed up the recovery system, to close up that place so that there will be continuity in the flow within the body. Okay, you, system, not outside. You, you, you mentioned that, um, you know, there are vessels that could be affected as a result of this cut. Are these um, vessels going to be affected depending on the gravity of the injury, uh, be it the veins, the capillaries, or all those things that you mentioned? Like, the gravity of the injury will determine the extent to which these vessels or these tissues will be affected. That's right. That's right. The depth of the cut is what will determine the flow and then the kind of vessel that is cut. Like the veins and arteries, those are wider, they're larger vessels. Mm. You know, um, when you talk about the smaller ones, that's when you have the venules and the arterioles. So when you and have like a, a, you know, just a scratch, for example, yeah. maybe you're trying to, you know, use a nail cutter or, um, you know, um, a, a blade, for instance, when you have just that. A minor cut. A, a minor cut. So in that case, is it the, which one is affected? Which of the vessels? <laughs> <laughs> you really might not be able to say you cut your vein or your artery since you it's a minor cut. But can you can you determine it from the you know from the, the, the gush of, of the blood? Of the oh blood. Yes. yes, yes. Oh yes. If it's a serious accident, a deep cut, then you must have damaged a major vessel. Mm. If it's just a minute one, you know, there's some that you hardly will notice the color of the blood. Yeah. Those are the tiny ones. Those could have been capillaries. All right. The capillaries joins the arterioles and um, and the uh, venous together. The larger vessel coming, it's like when you have a supply through a major pipe mm. coming from, take for instance, a reservoir, you, you get a supply of water from water corporation. They don't use tiny pipes, but by the time it comes down to your house, it's been streamlined. All right. The kind of flow you have in your kitchen is different from the kind of flow you have in the faucet coming from the normal washing tub. All right. So that's it. It so it's like that in the body system. That's exactly what happens in the body system. Oh. You have the larger vessels coming from the earth. Those are the bigger pipes. The bigger pipes. <laughs> okay. Going into the earth, the ones that go into the heart, those are the veins. Mm. You know, um, they will take oxygenated blood. The blood has been purified. The body needs oxygen. They will take the oxygen to the earth. All right. And then take blood away the arteries will take blood away from the earth those are mm. the bigger ones the ones that okay. are entering and coming but as they come in they need to go and supply the cells of the body but mm. they cannot supply directly because of the flow all right so from the artery it will go to the um um arterioles mm. and then from the vein it goes to the venules and then from the two of them it goes to the tiny capillaries so it slows down the flow it slows down the flow that's why that's how it gets to the cells mm. of the body mm. all right interesting so let's now look at um what happens when uh you have an injury either by accident or maybe surgery that you you mentioned earlier yeah okay yes so what happens yeah. like that okay yes. if there's a reason for blood to flow outside the circulatory system mm. the necessary thing to do is to close that gap up Surgically, it could be done, but we want to consider how the body takes care of that thing. If yes. there's a small, minor one, like you have a blade cord mm -hmm. or any other cord, a bruise that is not a major one, okay, that doesn't need any surgical technique in putting together. What happens is this. 
the blood immediately, I mean, the body sensitizes itself to say there's a danger somewhere. And the police in church are said to be at alert. And then there, you will have the platelets rushing to the place. When they get to the place, all they try to do is come together as in form a bond, you know, to get a mesh on top of that thing. But they are not stuck together, though they are closely packed now. Initially, they're supposed to be free radicals moving on their own with the flow. But there's an accident now. Everybody comes around. They want to fence up that place. All right. So that infections will not come in. Mm. And then the flow will not continue to be outside. They want it to be inside. So while they're together like that, then they will have some other ones to come and help them gel it together. All right. They have been packed loosely together mm-hmm. but you need another substance to come around and seal them up okay so when those ones come they seal them up and that's what forms something like what you call scab oh okay so when that happens if you don't remove the scar the scab yes with time it will gradually dry up by itself while it's drying up after the first few hours or first few days depending like i said on the depth of the courts mm. okay and the nature of the injury the skin would try to close itself up by pulling together coming to centralize so that the old place will be sealed up shortly before that process the place will be inflamed and you feel this itchiness that's still part of the healing right if you allow it to take its course and you don't disturb it and the other factors are in place to aid the healing within few days it should be able to get itself done what are the factors what are the factors that should be available to aid this process very kind of few there's so many of them there's so many of them i can just mention a few age is something that affects healing Mm. all right um won't get easily healed in younger people than in adults you know the higher you go by virtue of age the more difficult it gets for healing to take place um your lifestyle your diet what you take into the body what you feed your body with helps in healing because your blood cells are produced in the marrow And those are functions of what you eat. So if you take the right diet, it helps too. Um, If you have a good lifestyle, you take your rest at the right time. If you have injury and you don't allow that place to rest by itself, you keep forcing it to walk. It's like the more I try to fix myself, the more you keep stretching me. It won't heal on time. So sleep is part of the factors that could help. Then there could be um, underlying factors like ailments, health issues. You know, if you have some health issues, it might make healing a little bit more difficult. Mm. Okay, so um, you mentioned earlier that um, the uh, palate, is that what you called it? Pla- <laughs> platelet. Platelet, sorry. Platelet. <laughs> palate is the other oh, part sorry. of your word. Yeah, platelet, yeah. Okay. Platelet. Uh, platelet, thank you yeah. very much. Uh, that's why you're the expert. So 
platelets would um, gather together to, you know, uh, come to the rescue of the body, basically, to prevent uh, more loss of blood. So when they come together, there Mm -hmm. is um, something that covers the wound eventually after a couple of days. Well, you uh, said that we should allow the wound heal by itself. But there's that itchy itch that comes around and then that makes you want to feel Scratch the thing. Yeah, yeah. It's so tempting. The scratching, the itchy part of it is the inflammatory aspect of the healing it must take place mm. you know if you can should i call it discipline if you can try to endure it and resist the temptation of scratching the place it makes the process work better and faster but if you cannot you prolong the healing process because in the course of itching not only will you remove the scab you kind of break up those cells that have been trying to close together and the thing starts all over again. Mm. But if we can get over that, it makes the healing process. So that's in the case of uh, a small cut. The same thing applies, whether small or big. There are basically four processes involved and all four must take place. It's just that the degree is what differs now. Okay, so in the case of a deep cut, for instance, take us through the process, you know, that happens for the healing. It's it's the same process, like I said. Okay. It's the same process whether for a deep cut or um, a minor one. The process of healing is the same. It's like when you want to feed. You can't say feeding for adults so, so, so that means that babies. whether or not it's a deep cut or a minor cut, whether or not you go to the hospital, the body will heal itself. Not necessarily so. No, 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 <laughs> okay. no, no. That's it. That's we need to, to exactly, okay. Exactly. We need to age the thing. Like I said, yeah. if it's a deep cut, like in, initially we started by saying, how do you sustain the injury? I mean, the cut. It could come as a result of minor injury. It could come as a form of major injury, maybe from accident, road accident or a bash or a gun, whatever it is. Mm. In that case, you may need to go to the hospital to have some stitches done to help close the deep wound. The closure of the deep wound is still not the same thing as healing. They just help to pull the skin together to facilitate the healing process. But the healing process must take its course. If it is minor at home, a tiny one with a blade or you bruise it against a sharp side of something those are minor ones the, the skin can take i mean the, the body will take care of those ones but if it's deep it will take a very long time for the big side that has been cut to come together so the stitch is just to the stitch help is it just come to together help not come to, together. to heal it not to heal no it's not to heal Oh, that's so quite interesting. that one because it's big mm. um, and you're in the hospital they may need to you know do a um, lot of dressing they need to do a lot of cleaning hygiene takes place there and um, you know but the healing process the doctors do not do it's the body that does the healing wow. you can only aid the body 
to work the ailing out. All right, that's interesting. 0700 is the number to call. It's the Incaba Science Show. We're looking at the science of cell and tissue repair. Remember, the show comes your way every Monday, 9 o'clock to 9.45. And every Thursday, we'll bring you a repeat broadcast of the episode. Our guest this morning is Dr. Adedoi Adelaide, a lecturer in tissue and regenerative engineering. Basically, we're looking at the you know highly coordinated phases that occur to help repair our body. Hello, good morning. Hello. 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 Good morning. Hi, yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. Good morning. Oh, good morning. Yes. Good morning, doctor. Oh, good morning, sir. Yeah. Um. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you clearly. Your name? Where you calling from? I'm Timmy from Bodija. All right. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, my first question is: um, most times when you resist this that. I don't know what request it is, but you see them writing the results. They write closing time, and um, the closing time will be displayed like it will be recorded. Now, what are the determinants of, uh, of, of a good closing time? And what, like, maybe nutrients, maybe medical condition, maybe um, whatever it is that will, that, will, that will indicate a very good that will help an individual achieve. A good closing time. Another question. A good what? A good closing time. Closing time. Okay, 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 okay. I think I've, I, I heard that. Good, I got that. I got that. Diabetic patient. Okay. Now they they usually have um so when they have so they usually have um, um around the leg knee or leg region they they they, they, they it might not eat up. What 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 is responsible for that? Is okay. it related to the blood, mm. or is it just the, the, the medical condition of the whatever they call the insulin and all that that causes that? Okay. Then okay. my third question is this: There was this time somebody was admitted in the hospital, and I was listening to the conversation of the woman who just died, and they said something like, and the nurses were saying something like, and the the woman had too much too much blood. And then I was like, what do you mean by too much? How is that possible? Then they were like, maybe she was taking too much blood from that was not recommended by a doctor and all that. Mm. So I didn't really believe that. And I don't, I want some clarification as to okay. that now. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. I guess we'll um, do justice to your questions. 0700-1979. You can also drop your message on WhatsApp. 0818-888-9979. So let's start off with the first question. Um very kind of you um if i got the speaker right mm. he asked about um factors that could help a wound close up in time yes. to reduce the closing up in we mentioned some of them the other time like good hygiene is part of it um don't allow the wounds to be infected Actually, the body has mechanisms to help against infection, but you must help it. Don't expose your wound to dirt. And that's why you see most mothers, even at home, if the wound is small, they will want to clean with um, stuff like the tall, a little bit of disinfectant, mm. you know, just to keep infections away. If a wound gets infected, automatically the healing process and the healing time will be extended will be elongated yeah okay. it will be elongated um and uh, i talked about rest rest is needful for the body it aids healing process 
a person that is not well rested is not likely to have a very good healing time, which is why in most cases, you see patients that have surgical cuts are advised to be on bed rest because that's what's going to help the body. Every motion that you make, every move, every work that you do takes its toll on the body. So you're giving it additional stress by doing that. Mm. But if you allow it to rest, then it will conserve the all of the energy and utilize it in the healing process. And that reduces the time. Okay. Right. That's that about that. Then number two, he was asking about um, 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 diabetes, diabetic patients. Yes. 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 You know, that's part the other time we talked about um, comorbid um, health issues. That's one of them. When those ones are present, it does not help healing. So what happens in the blood? What happens in the body that prevents, you know, the healing process to take place naturally in a diabetic patient? I am not a medical person. I'm an engineer by profession. Okay. So maybe the medical person will be able to explain that better. But I know it has something to do with the circulatory system. Mm. And um, I know they have high sugar. Con- I won't be able to explain that. Leave that to the medical doctors. Okay, because I just asked because have, asked the question as well. Yeah, yes. when they have, when you have other health issues, I just know that those ones slow down the process of the healing, healing. Okay. but when you now want the medical details you may need the medical doctors to right. explain that to you yeah. then the third one he talked about someone too having much too much blood, blood. Yes. i'm hearing it for the first time <laughs> <laughs> but maybe what was being discussed was the thickness of the blood okay the blood must have a certain thickness the thickness it's a so is there any such thing as too thick or yes, not so thick please. yes yes the oh. blood could be too thick or too thin there's okay. some medications. I think aspirin is one of them. Mind you, I tread this ground softly. Yes. All right? I think aspirin is one of them. When you're on certain medication, those ones thin the blood. You know, they, they make the flow, um, the viscosity is mm. reduced. You know, the thickness is reduced. So in the you case of the I'm example he gave, maybe yeah. the person was, um, he said that some of the nurses said the person had been taking some medication that okay. had not been recommended. He, he mentioned that, okay. that the person had been taking some medication. So oh, it's, maybe it's possible that those medication had, um, you know. Thin the thin, blood. Exactly. Yeah, it's possible. And for such a person, assuming he wants to go for surgery, they won't take that person to surgery. They want to take off. Because if the blood is too thin, you risk the 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 um you risk the loss of that life hmm. because if there's a cut there will be flow that will not cloth and if not if it's not going to clot there's a problem you need certain amount of blood in the body for a woman I think it's about eight to nine liters pints eight okay. to nine pints in the body for a man it's about I think ten to twelve pints in the body so if it's reduced it's lower than what it's needed that's a big problem. The working fluid must be in circulation all the time, 24-7. It doesn't stop. So its thickness or thinness can disrupt the circulation? Yes, it can. It can. It can affect it. And it can affect wound healing. There are some people that they call hemophiliacs. Those ones suffer from a, um, a, a condition that doesn't make their blood to cloth. When they, when they suffer um, 
um, when they have wound or cut, mm. the blood flow just doesn't stop it naturally. Just it just keeps flowing. So as much as they can help it, they try to avoid cut. But if they do, I'm sure they have to live on certain medication to help them out. Mm. All right. So blood could be too thin or too thick. But ideally, they will say a better range is between two and three. They call it the measurement is by INR, International Normalized Ratio. Mm. You know, but the best is 2.5. That's the required. That's the required. Mm. If it is below two, that's too thin. That's okay. that's problematic. I mean, too thick, too thick. And if it's above three, there's a problem too. Mm. Interesting. Zero seven hundred one thousand nine seven nine. Uh, that's the number to call if you want to be a part of the conversation right here on the Incubus Science Show as we're discussing uh, the signs of uh, tissue and cell repair. We'll take a short break. When we'll get back. We'll continue the conversation. Don't go away. Some follow me everywhere I go. I think it's actually just everywhere you go. What do you mean, Daddy? Mm, my son. Well, science explains how the Earth revolves around the sun. Interesting, Dad. I thought the Earth is a stationary object. How does it revolve around the sun? Hmm. I don't have an accurate answer for this, but I do know where to find answers. The Inkaba Science Show on the Beat 97.9 FM. Ibado. Okay, Daddy. Son, where are you off to? I'm off to tell my friends to tune in to the Inkaba Science Show every Monday on the Beats 97.9 FM Ibadan by 9am and also catch the repeat broadcast on Thursday by 5pm. We can't miss it! The Inkaba Science Show, powered by Inkaba Biotech, Africa's genomics company. This is the Inkaba Science Show. This is a beat 97.9 FM. Welcome back. It's the Inkaba Science Show. We're looking at the science of cell and tissue repair. Our guest is Dr. Ade doing Adelaide, a lecture in tissue and regenerative engineering. We're basically examining the a set of uh, coordinated steps that um, are taken to repair lost cells and tissue. We're looking at the various factors that can speed up or slow down the process of healing in the body when you have an injury, maybe an accident or whatever it is. Okay, we have a call now. Hello, good morning. Hello. Uh, good morning. Good morning, sir. Morning. Your name, where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Damlola from Malakia. All right, go ahead, Damlola. Please, I want to ask what happens in the case of autoimmune disease where the body attacks the tissue of the, of, of the body. So how does it even take place in that, in that case? Okay, autoimmune disease. Disease. Immune disease yes. Okay. Uh, so, what's the question, please? I didn't that, get it. Uh, what, your question again, please, Damlola. How does, how does it work? It takes place. Okay. Now, when this um, defense mechanism of the body attacks the tissue, that what uh, what kind of um, healing takes place, and how does healing take place in that uh, regard? I think that you had asked something related to that. Uh, Mr. Damilola, I'm trying to tread softly here. Yeah. Some questions had better be left for the medical experts if you don't have the expertise in something don't claim to be what you don't know okay so i'll i'll beg your indulgence right 
to just suspend it still another time. Maybe <laughs> when you have the expert okay. on that. <laughs> it, it, it's all right. It's all right. So let, let's look at um, the steps now, you know, that take place one by one. Okay. You know, the steps that take place um, that later culminate into uh, the healing, healing process. of the body. Yes. Okay. Thank you very much. Like I said, um, the blood is the working fluid of the system. Something like what your oil does in the engine you need it to run through so that there won't be friction mm. and stuff like that so when the blood is moving all around in the circulatory system there shouldn't be any disturbance nobody should truncate the line of flow when the line of flow is tampered with that results into a cut mm. okay and then that makes the blood flow outside its system and that's when you get to see it on the skin outside the body, which is dangerous. Why is it dangerous? One, it's cold, cause infection to the system. Microorganisms, virus or whatever could enter into the system through that, through that cut, mm. you know. And um, two, if the blood is flowing out and not going through its right channel, you run the risk of having a low level of blood which is not too good for the system so it has to be stopped and like i said if it was a very deep cut the healing could be aided by putting the cut area together that's by suturing in the hospital but that is not the healing process it's just to aid the healing so then the body takes charge from there how does it do it that's what we want to discuss now okay thank you one the first phase is called hemostasis okay what right. happens then thank you that hemostasis takes place in three different stages the body senses the fact that something is gone wrong with the channel there's an opening. We have to close it up. How do we do it? It takes the shock and quickly try to constrict to kind of reduce itself mm. to help reduce the flow. That's vasoconstriction. All right? And then after that, it's now going to initiate a process of temporary blockage. How do we clog that place? So that the float will be internal and continuous and not external, external, not be diverted. All right. Then the officers in charge, those are the blood platelets. They will come in place and quickly arrange themselves around the area. But because the blood is liquid, they could still, the blood could still flow through the platelets. That's not enough. And the force could actually push the platelets side so the platelet needs to be reinforced all right there are certain enzymes in the blood like thrombin that will help the swans and um, that will cause them to form a fibrin mesh over the place but it's still not enough but there will be a temporary stoppage okay that continues while that one is in place then we'll go to the defensive or 
inflammatory phase. In the inflammatory phase, that's when the um, body tries to remove the debris that will have entered into the floor and then gets rid of things that are not supposed to be there, you know, mm. and reduce infection. Then they will prepare that place for the growth of new cells because you have damaged some cell. Mm. And if it continues like that, there's a problem. So you want to close up that place. What you then do is you initiate what will help grow new cells so that those ones can speed up the work, close up the gap, and then the flow continues. Okay. While those ones are trying to come into place, you will feel what you call the itch. Sometimes the redness is there. You just, you're tempted. Why? Because some things are taking place. They want to pull that place together. And mind you, depending on the nature of the court, a linear court will heal faster than one that is rectangular. And the rectangular one will heal faster than the circular one or the jagged ones. Mm. Right? That makes it more difficult. So, if the cut is linear and minute, you can still bear it. You may be able to tolerate it. But if it is deep and big and maybe jagged, you may not be able to resist the temptation of itching and removing the scab. And, uh, but the danger is this. The more you do that, the more you take the healing process backward. And it will start all over, all over again. All over again. You know, during the inflammatory stage, the red plus cells will come in place. Okay. They want to help to fight against the infections that mm. are there in that area so that no foreign body will come in there. And then that last stage or second to the last, that's the proliferative phase. That's the formation of the new tissue mm. that will that will close up that place, you know, to cover the wound. And um, you need the bright granulation tissue to do this. If what you see there are the dark ones, the, gra the dark granulated tissues, then there's a problem. That might be a sign of infection, right? Then after that stage, you go to the last stage. That stage, the proliferation stage, takes about 4 to 24 days. For depending, like we said, on the size and nature of the cord. All right? Then the maturation stage, which is the remodeling of the place. Mm. You know, you want to make it back to what it was. It's not likely to be exactly what it was. But at least it will try to generate a mimic of, of what, what was, was there before. There before. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Um, let's look at um, steps you can take as maybe first aid, you know, if you, are, you have a domestic injury, for instance, and there is a cut, you know. I know that steps you take will not um, 
uh, it's not about healing it's just about aiding it so what can we do i've heard uh, you know people say when there's a cut you put uh, maybe a towel on it to put pressure you know uh what does that do for instance in aiding the healing process let's look at other steps as well that we can take domestically to aid the healing process, healing process. Yes. thank you um applying pressure yes like a towel on the, on the wound for yes. instance yes. mind you but it must be a clean towel <laughs> whatever you want to apply to an open surface must be something that will not contaminate the area yeah avoid contamination at all cost i know some people will do some funny things not at home but you see probably some laborers when they sustain injury at work some of them will rub sand yes. or something. Yes. That, that, that's not so decent. It's not recommended. But um, uh, I've well, only seen those that maybe you're in the kitchen, for instance, you're dicing your onions and there's a uh, you know, small cut from the knife. You, yeah. you put it in the mouth. And, and uh, suck the thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all kinds of, you, you hear all kinds of things. You see all kinds of never things. Never say never. Yes. You know, the thing is, when it comes to science, we won't say because we're taking Western stuff, then we will write off every other person's idea. Mm. It, it might work well for them, but that's not the kind of recommendation I will give. Okay, so let's okay? hear your recommendation. So, what I would think is, sure, the person that sucks the finger after having a cut is trying yes. to apply pressure, but possibly in the wrong way. Okay, so putting it in your mouth is wrong. I don't think it's altogether right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. You try to apply pressure to stop the flow. It works. All right. And then try look at the, the flow of the blood. Take, for instance, your arms. Your arms naturally hang downwards if they're not being used. So if you have a cut on the hand, what you do is try to raise it above that natural posture. Position, yeah. All right? Okay? Then apply a little pressure. When you do that, you do redirect the flow. All right? And then apply a little pressure. If it is something your hand or finger can cover, get a clean gauze. But since nobody plans for accident, it just happens. So look for the cleanest stuff that you can get. Gauze, towel, maybe cotton wool. Um, please don't use spirit and iodine. Oh, really? And no, please. That, <laughs> no. I mean, that, that's usually the go-to that's usually the go-to <laughs> go-to place. Why shouldn't we use spirit? That, that, that's true. You yes. know, you are causing undue um, stress to that spot by applying your so-called iodine and uh, spirit. Well, some people what say you when you, need, that feeling that really give, it gives you... It stops the pain. Exactly. No, yes. you're just traumatizing yourself. You don't need it now. <laughs> so what you need is um, a clean disinfectant like the tall or TCP. If you don't have any of those around, you can just look for very clean water. Very clean water. Mm. Put um, your gauze or cotton wool or whatever inside and use it to clean the surface. Then later apply pressure. pressure. But don't stop at that. If the bleeding continues and it is deep, ask for medical help. But if it is not so deep, maybe after applying the pressure, you can get it wrapped up 
so as to avoid um, foreign bodies from getting in and then not to just expose it to arm. Mm. You understand? And then I think that's just about it. Then avoid stressing the area as much as you can help it. Mm. I, uh, speaking of stressing the area, I've seen someone who said that you can put salt, you know, on the... <laughs> So also salt is a preservative agent, okay. not on a wrong wound. Mm. We do some things and we get away with them because nature helps us. Whether you put salt or not, if the injury is minor, the body will take care of it, all things being equal. But if it is not, if it is not, salt or no salt, it's not going to work. Mm. Salt is a preservative agent. If you put it in clean water, you may use it to clean if you want, but not sprinkle salt on open wound for heaven's sake. You will dance. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not the best. Yeah. Just basic disinfectant mm. to keep away germs. That's all you need. And then I've, I've heard a lot of things about um, the importance of having, um, you know, a good skin. Advocates are against um, skin bleaching and everything. Talk about, um, you know, uh, your skin condition being an important factor in terms of healing of the wound, especially right. when there's a surgery or whether there's an accident. That, that's right. Yes. That's right. Skin is the largest organ in the body and it does the healing. It's the one that covers every other organ in the body. If the skin is exposed, that's when you expose the capillaries, your veins and some other ones. The transporting vessels. That's why the skin is very important. Any little injury to the skin will give a cut to the transporting vessels. If it is not deep, you may just see this whitish fluid or colorless. That's a part of your blood. But it's to tell you that you have not cut the main so deep, yeah. vessel. You know, not deep enough. For, but that's dangerous because it could be infected. All right? So the issue is the skin is something we should take care of and not give undue stress. So definitely, if you use bleach, because of the content of bleaching cream, you are endangering the work of the skin. That's like stressing the skin. Stressing the skin. So the thing is, if you now need the skin to work, it will not give you maximum performance because mm. you've kind of reduced its ability. And... Um, it's, it's not the best. Mm. I've, I've learned quite a lot today. For, for instance, uh, the fact that um, stitching a wound for, uh, you know, is not going to, is not part of the healing process. It's just trying to cover it up from getting infected. The fact that when you have a cut domestically, you should not run to get your spirits. You should just get a disinfectant. That's also something I've learned as well. It's been an informative session with you uh, in the studio this morning as we've discussed the uh, science behind a cell and tissue healing basically the process uh, that um, happens in our body uh, for it to heal itself repair the lost cells and tissue whenever we have an injury either domestically or maybe you know a road accident any form of injury whatsoever so we've looked at these factors that can speed up or slow down the process our guest has been uh, dr doing a delay lecturer in tissue and regenerative engineering thank you so much for being a part of the show Thank you. All right, that's it on the show for today. Stay tuned to your happy station. On Thursday, 5 p.m., we'll bring you a repeat broadcast of this episode. And next Monday, uh, Incubus Science Show, 9 a.m., will come your way again. Special thanks to our callers. Thank you for listening.